should you buy a hybrid? And this obviously depends on you, what you want and how you drive. And this report is inspired by common questions I get on this from people like you. Full details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their next new cars. Hit me up on the website for that. Now, Toyota and to a lesser degree Hyundai have really inspired many mainstream new car buyers right now to consider a hybrid for the very first time. Toyota, with all the hype surrounding the new RAV4 hybrid, pity about the production botch there, but also with the company's affordable Corolla hybrid and the Prius, which has become something of a Coca-Cola of hybrids, owing to smart positioning and just long-term market presence. Hyundai also lobbed relatively recently with the Ionic, which was just upgraded, as well as a straight EV version. Ionic is available in two flavours of hybrid, the self-charging one that recharges the battery with regenerative braking, and the plug-in hybrid EV Ionic, which also recharges by plugging into the grid optionally. So more people than ever are considering hybrids for the first time. And Tim Bosher is one of them. We live in regional Victoria. My wife drives about 100 kilometres per week locally and has a weekly 250 kilometre return trip to the city at freeway speeds. So her annual Ks are a bit over the average. I have asked a couple of dealers about the pros and cons of hybrid cars for the above type of driving mix and their responses seem to be largely bullshit. What is your take and when does the price premium for hybrids make them a realistic proposition? In part, I'd suggest Tim is committing a venial sin, a violation of the Ten Commandments of car buying. It's a burn-in automotive hellable offence too. <laughs> Thou shalt not ask a car dealer for advice, ever. It's in the big book. Because doing that, right, it's a great way just to get stitched up by Satan in a suit. There are plenty of places to get reliable automotive information, and I'd suggest a dealership is just not one of them. I'm not saying that all car salesmen are scumbags, but there are sufficient smooth-talking scumbags in the population of car salesmen for this to constitute a salient risk to you. They don't wear a badge to identify themselves or anything. They're just out there. There is a predominant class of car salesmen whose mission is to do or say anything to sell you a car. Any car, but especially one that's in stock now, regardless of whether or not said car is right for you. And the only countermeasure you can deploy here, apart from never asking for advice on the showroom floor, is to imagine a clock up there on the wall in these places. Because of DBTD, dealership bullshit time dilation, a clock up there is always locked on bullshit o'clock in a dealership. When you get told anything that does not seem reasonable or does not accord with your understanding of reality, 
It's bullshit o'clock. Do not suspend disbelief and swallow it or just go with the flow, okay? And the other thing is, this is a fairly technical subject. You have to understand energy management and how hybrids work in practice. And frankly, there are not too many applied science laureates out there who wake up one day and they just go, I want to sell cars. I've always just wanted to sell cars. That's what I want to contribute to humanity. What I'm saying is that even that rare bird, the non-scumbag car salesman, is likely to be somewhat out of his depth on a question such as this. So even then, the likelihood of getting a robust answer is low. You're far more likely to be the recipient of face-saving bullshit because DBTD, you know, the clock. Here's the answer that lines up with reality, right? Hybrids do their energy management voodoo by regeneratively braking. When you brake or even just coast to slow down, they convert some kinetic energy to electricity and they store it in a battery to help you get going again, presumably when the lights go green. Normal cars cannot do this. It's a philosophically different way of doing business with kinetic energy. It's proper energy management voodoo when you think about it. Very clever, and that's if you use Arthur C. Clarke's epic definition of magic, right? And if you don't use that definition, look it up. It's friggin' awesome. Hybrids are therefore far more effective at saving fuel when you are driving around town because that's where you do all of that voodoo invoking coasting and braking. On the freeway at a constant speed, all the hybrid equipment, the battery and the motor and the control and management architecture, there. it all tends just to become excess baggage. It's just not very effective when you're driving, you know, out there. In Tim's case, 70% of his wife's driving is on the freeway so she'd probably get a better result on fuel economy and emissions in a small diesel car like, I don't know, an i30 diesel. Because diesels really stretch their fuel economy legs on the freeway and that kind of driving is just Goldilocks for keeping the DPF, the diesel particle filter, happy and healthy. Along the same lines now, a question from Dr. Lewis Williams. I'm trying to get my head around so-called environmentally friendly cars. Not a simple task. I work from home, I go to the gym and shops occasionally. Infrequently, I undertake an interstate trip. I see my choice as hybrid, plug-in hybrid and pure electric slash battery which is best suited to my needs. I'm assuming that the plug-in hybrid EV is more like a battery EV with an internal combustion engine as a range extender. A hybrid seems to be a conventional car with energy storage recovery system. Battery EVs in Australia seem years away from viability because of a lack of infrastructure and significant charging times. Your thoughts? Okay, so in addition to what I just said to Tim, Battery EVs are totally impractical for that occasional interstate trip, but I suppose you could fly or hire a car if you want to do that. And the infrastructure is still some time off, agreed on that totally. The price is also pretty hard to swallow, right? EVs are not 
economically rational. You have to want to be green first, and even then, that's questionable. Plug-in hybrid EV, right, is a hybrid with a bigger than usual battery that you can plug into the grid overnight and recharge. So it's kind of battery EV plus internal combustion engine as a range extender, as you say, right, but I'd categorize it more as a hybrid with a big fat battery in comparison to hybrids generally that gives the vehicle additional but still somewhat short distance low demand battery only operating capability. That's generally how plug-in hybrids roll. You might get 30 or 40 Ks or something, maybe 65 or 70 of battery-only operation at low loads. But if you pull out to overtake, right, the internal combustion engine is going to kick in because the electric side of the plug-in hybrid is really only good for low to moderate performance levels. On the battery, in a plug-in hybrid EV, it's a big battery in the context of hybrids generally, but still quite small compared to EVs. Batteries are so expensive, right? Which is why, for example, in the plug-in hybrid EV Hyundai Ionic, it's so much cheaper than the full-on Ionic EV. It's all about the production cost of the battery. So there's fuel economy, right? And then there's being green. And green is a kind of related but substantially different question and quite a complex one. On a life cycle analysis basis, it might take 100,000 Ks or more. That's about 60,000 miles. America, Brexit, Stan, wherever. It might take that kind of distance or more to break even on CO2, battery EV versus internal combustion. But this is highly dependent on many variables, including the grid composition where you live and the size of the battery, and maybe even whether you've got a big fat solar array upstairs. If you live in a city, battery EVs and plug-in hybrids operating in battery mode have no tailpipe emissions, which is tremendously positive for urban air quality. That's a bit of a euphemism. It means they're really good for human health. And in Australia, we are totally self-sufficient nationally on electricity, right? So battery EVs are also a real plus for our national energy security. These are vitally important social issues too, but kind of outside the green box, and they don't get a run nearly enough in my view. I'd suggest, however, one very green option is just keep the car you already own if it's still viable. Thus, you avoid all of the upfront emissions from manufacturing another car of any kind. Another economically rational green option is buy the smallest internal combustion vehicle you can get away with, preferably a diesel if you're driving long distances most of the time, and drive gently for maximum fuel efficiency. This is advice average Australians don't take, incidentally. You know, Hilux, Ranger, Land Cruiser, the Toyota RAV4, Mazda CX-5, Hyundai Tucson and Nissan X-Trail were seven of the top ten vehicles last month. What we do, I'd suggest, with our wallets tells you a lot more about how green we are than what we say. 
if you don't want to upgrade at all, right, when you go out in the car and you want to be green, get as many things done as possible per trip instead of making multiple trips. You will save 100% of the fuel and reduce reduce and reduce emissions to zero on every trip you can avoid making in this way. Wouldn't it be so nice if he could just get the friggin' words right for a change? The car industry, of course, does not want you to consider this about being green and efficient without upgrading, obviously, because they want to detain you with the myth that you can green up the world by buying a new car, preferably theirs. And that is a world-class con, I'd suggest. More consumption is not the green solution. Perhaps they should detain themselves instead by designing cars that are able to be upgraded instead of just thrown away. That's all I have for you today. Subscribe if you like this video and spew hate in the comments if you did not. I need a bit more of that. Comments have been you know, far too tame lately, I note. There's a PayPal link in the description if you'd like to support these reports. And otherwise, I will catch you tomorrow when we talk about that pillar of sustainability, the new Nissan Patrol. Yes! And whether or not you should buy one of those. It might not be what you think. Thank you very much for watching. <laughs>